Uh, greetings in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God for this day, a wonderful day that he has made that we are back again and sharing the word of God. Uh, this is Pastor Sylvester here. I'm continuing with my message of how to overcome an offense. Today I'm looking at the solution. Remember, we know what an offense is, that it's anything that makes you angry, that makes you upset. Hallelujah. So, and we remember that now, how do you recognize an offense? It's through the words that uh, people are saying or actions. Hallelujah. And Jesus said in Luke 17 verse 1, it is impossible that an offense should not come. It's impossible. So he, he plainly means that offense will come. It means in our daily lives, we will be offended. We either offend people or we will be offended. But today, I'm looking on the, at the solution. How, how do you really overcome? What are the strategies that you can uh, use to overcome an, a, a, an offense so that it, it does not progress? Because remember, we heard from the book of Timothy that an offense progresses. It starts by being an offense. It goes to betrayal. It grows into hatred and up to murder. So we have to get a solution so that we can deal it in the first stage, in the early stage before it grows wings hallelujah before you become a bitter person before you become a very angry person we have to know how to deal with it immediately when you realize that i'm offended what is it that you have to do the solution is forgiveness the solution is nothing else but to forgive immediately you realize that you you are offended let it go overlook it hallelujah so forgiveness is nothing else but a deliberate decision a conscious deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance vengeance towards a person or a group of people who have hurt you hallelujah who have harmed you regardless of whether they actually deserve it or not so when you 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 forgive you 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 make a decision you you make a choice you you decide that i'm i'm, I'm forgiving uh, this person you decide that i'm releasing this one hallelujah that is why when immediately you realize that you are offended when you have decided that you are living a forgiving life you forgiveness is your lifestyle hallelujah so once you realize that now you are offended you just let it go and say i forgive you forgive before people ask for forgiveness it becomes your lifestyle it becomes part of you hallelujah thank you jesus forgiveness is an act of the heart hallelujah you you should actually live such a life Hallelujah. But uh, uh, before you forgive, you know, there's this some, something that is called acknowledgement. Before you forgive, acknowledge. Be honest with yourself. Acknowledge the hurt. Acknowledge the disappointment. Acknowledge the offense. You say, to be honest, I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. I'm angry. I'm offended. 
Hallelujah. But I choose to forgive. Hallelujah. I'm hurt, but I choose to forgive. I'm in pain, but I choose to forgive. I'm disappointed, but I choose to forgive. I'm offended, but I choose to forgive. I want to let this thing go. And the thing that will make you to, to, to want to let it go at an early stage is because now you have knowledge of what, what if it is harbored in your heart, what, what does it have to cause for you? What, what pot, it has a potential really to, to damage your life. Hallelujah. So that is why we have to know the strategies on how to deal with it at an early stage. Because we know if we leave it, we harbor it, we nurse it, we feed it, it will make us the people that we don't want to be. Hallelujah. So the best way ever is to deal with an offense is to let it go at an early stage by forgiving overlooking it hallelujah thank you jesus let it go forgive hallelujah thank you jesus hence i say that forgiveness should be your lifestyle because since jesus said it will come so you have to be above it it has to find you ready if it it is released it finds your forgiveness ready so there is no stress. Hallelujah. So I like saying sometimes when I speak, I say, you know, you, you beat the devil at his own game. If he releases an offense and you are not touched, you are, you are not moved. Hallelujah. You, you, you are beating him at his own game. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because you are not easily offended anymore. You are above him. You are beating him at his own game when you are not easily offended anymore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Not that the feelings of anger and of pain sometimes will go immediately. Emotions can take longer. But the most important thing is the decision. You have decided to forgive. You have chosen to forgive. You have chosen the, the, the above way. Remember, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We, 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 we are operating from a mountaintop. We are operating from above. So that is why we have to be above offenses. We have to be above the feelings of anger. We have to be above the feelings of 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 of. of of, of making us to feel uncomfortable. We have to be above pain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We choose to forgive. Hallelujah. We decide to forgive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians 4 verse 26, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Why? Because if you allow the sun go down while you are still angry, while you have not released that anger, that offense, the possibility is high that you are going to nurse it. You are going to feed it. You know, you are going to allow it to grow. Hallelujah. So the minute you start entertaining the offense, it grows. 
you feed it, it grows wings. It progresses now to betray. You begin to look uh, uh, if if somebody has offended you. You know, as it grows, it progresses. You begin to look at some people that are not in good condition with that are with the person that offended you, so that you can have a group of people now that are against. Can you see? That is the growth. You you begin. You want to betray, but from betrayal to hatred, from hatred up to murder. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But we are choosing the easy way. We are choosing the best way for God. Hallelujah. So the best strategy is don't let it hang on for too long. Hallelujah. This is a decision you make in the heart. You purpose in your heart that any offense will not overtake me. Any any offense that can be released against me, it will not uh, work on me. No offense formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. I'm above offense. I'm not easily offended. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I forgive easily. You know, I forgive easily in the name of Jesus. These are some of the confessions that you have to, to say to yourself again and again. And you will see an offense will be released. You just look at it and say, not in my territory, devil, not in my place. You are not welcome here in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then somebody can say, but it's hard. I can't forgive. You know, there are some people who are very sincere and genuine. They will just say, I'm trying. I can't. But you've got the helper. Who is the Holy Spirit? You've got the teacher. Who is the Holy Spirit? Just say, oh, Holy Spirit, I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. I'm offended. And I cannot forgive. That is where God comes in. What is impossible with men, it is possible with God. That's where God comes in. The things that you cannot do on your own. God will do you, will do them for you. God will teach you how to do them. So you just say, Holy Spirit, I want to forgive, but I don't know how to do it. Teach me and help me. Give me the wisdom on how to do it. Give me the the strength on how to do it. Because you have decided in your heart. You have purposed it in your heart. Because there are people who who, who can just stand and say, no, I'm not forgiving anyone. There are such people. They are known in our families. They are called bow untouchables. Hmm? Once they arrive, everybody must run around. Untouchables. You offend them, you receive no forgiveness. But we are in the world and we are not of this world. Hallelujah. In 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 our in our kingdom, in our world, they say we should forgive. Hallelujah. And, and, and God cannot say to you, forgive, whereas he knows you don't have the potential to do it. Whatever, everything that God say we should do, he knows we can. It's just that sometimes we think we have to do it in our own power in our own wisdom, in our own way. No. Whatever God said you to do in his word, he knows you can do it. The problem is not depending on God to 
to help you do it. That's where uh, people will say it is difficult. I can't do it. There's nothing that you cannot do. Not with God on your side. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry. For anger lies in the bosom of fools. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry. For anger lies in the bosom of fools. This scripture changed my life. Sometimes way back I was very, very angry. You know, you, you, you become so angry and you tend to lose certain uh, important things in your life. Hallelujah. And then uh, God showed me this scripture. I just didn't want anger lies in the bosom of fools. It made me repent so quick to say then it means if I harbor anger, I'm a fool. Oh my God. And I said, no, I cannot. I decide to let go. I decide to forgive. I live a lifestyle of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I said, no, not me. I purposed it in my heart to deal with an offense. ASAP. ASAP. Hallelujah. So you forgive intentionally. Intentional. You know, you have to do it. You have to decide to make a choice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. What, what does, let's see what Jesus is saying about forgiveness. What does Jesus say about forgiveness? Matthew 18, verse 21 to 22. Peter came and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Seven times seven. Verse 22. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times seven, but up to 70 times seven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Peter said, Jesus, how many times should I forgive a person? Seven times seven. Jesus said, no, 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 no. I'm not saying seven times seven. I am saying seven zero by seven. And it gives me 490. And the other Bible version says daily. (laughs) So can you really count, Bazaran? Offended me one, two, three. Mm-mm, we can't count. Jesus didn't mean we should count. 490 is such a huge number for a person to offend you in one day. Hallelujah. So this is just uh, saying to us, forgive, 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 and forgive, and forgive, and forgive. Hallelujah. Do it unlimitedly. There's no limit. So, Can you see now it goes back to make forgiveness your lifestyle. Live a lifestyle of forgiveness, of forgiving people, of letting people go. You are not a fool. You are wiser. You are above. Hallelujah. We cannot count. Thank you, Jesus. 
we cannot count because we cannot even arrive at that number in a day. Learn to forgive. Just because you are mistreated, it doesn't give you the permission to hold to an offense. Let people go. Do not entertain an offense. Do not hold an offense for too long. The Bible says you should not let the sun go down on your wrath, on your anger. Hallelujah. But you have a choice to make. You have a decision to make. The most important thing is for you to be able to forgive easily. Stop justifying offenses. Because the minute you can justify it, it means you are going to allow it to progress. To betrayal, to hatred, to so many things until you arrive at murder. Thank you, Jesus. Don't allow pride to stand in front of you. Pride is not from God. It shields you from doing the the, the word of God. It shields you from being the doer of the word. It shields you from pleasing God with your life. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 to a people will be lovers of themselves. Those are the people that are not easily forgiving other people. They love themselves too much. These are the people who vow to themselves that they will not forgive people. And when you check inside, there is pride. And God is not pleased with a person full of pride. Pride comes before a fall. Hallelujah. But we have a better way to do things. We have a, a, a higher, a higher level of doing things. We choose to forgive. Let me tell you, child of God, forgiveness will set you free. Hallelujah. Forgiveness will give you freedom. Forgiveness will give you peace. Forgiveness will give you healthy relationships. Have you ever heard the sound of there's no one I'm not talking to? I'm not hating anyone on on earth. I do not hate anyone. There's nobody I'm not talking to unless I don't know from their side. Hallelujah. For this is what forgiveness will give you will give you freedom, will give you peace, will give you healthy relationships because unforgiveness will enslave you. You know, it will enslave you. It will play with you. Have you ever uh, uh, seen a person that is uh, uh, 
coming across the person they do not speak to or they hate or what hey you'll see performance the 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 the, the they have to perform to show the people that we are still angry with you either they will pull up their nose their face you see i mean that is not necessary that is not necessary child of god isn't it you want to prove a point to that person that i'm still angry with you but that is not necessary you can do without that let go of the chains because unforgiveness will bind you with chains and slave you and that is the devil at work he's happy about the division that he aimed to cause and it's happening but he uses people so i cannot allow it hallelujah i will not allow the devil to use me for his own games no thank you jesus thank you lord thank you father forgiveness is not even dangerous to the other person that you are angry with but to you who are harboring it the very person you who saying i will not forgive who that uh, you are pulling your faces you are harboring the anger and the offenses you are enslaved hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord but we 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 are choosing the better way we are choosing the high level of doing things we declare and announce today that we are no longer easily offended The Bible says you shall declare a thing and it shall be established there is power in the tongue. We decree and declare in the name of Jesus that we are no longer easily offended. We forgive easily in the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. There is power in your tongue. Whatever that you speak it is declared. Hallelujah. Let's do like Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. After such long suffering, he said, "Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing." That is why Jesus was exalted and he was given a name that is above every other name. Because of humility. Hallelujah. After all that they did to him, after everything that they did to him but he still could say father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing they are blinded by offenses they are blinded by unforgiveness they are blinded by all bad things hallelujah but i choose the better way i choose the higher way of doing things i forgive hallelujah forgive unconditionally i remember i think it's three weeks ago we were we were just on this lockdown uh, i was in the kitchen i was about to cook i was not even praying for 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 forgiveness and things like that but the spirit of the lord dropped the name of a person and as he said to me you haven't you have not forgiven this person 
Bazalan, I can tell you, I harbored that unforgiveness, I think, from 10 to 15 years. And it never appeared. I've spoken about forgiveness before. I prayed uh, uh, releasing people before. But that day, when God took me to that place that you have not forgiven this person, Bazalani, I repented. Immediately I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you so much for loving so much because I've been enslaved by that unforgiveness. Hallelujah. And I released that person. I said, Holy Spirit, thank you for reminding me. I release that person. I forgive that person. I have nothing anymore to do with uh, hating them or angry with them. I release myself. I release them as well. I gained more freedom. So as I speak right now in the name of Jesus, may the spirit of the Lord take you to a place of unforgiveness. The people who have hurt you, it may be 10, 15 years back. Release them. Release them before they even, without them even asking for forgiveness. This is how we should live. You don't wait for people to come and say, forgive me. You release them. This is a higher way of doing things. We are above and not beneath. Hallelujah. We are the head. So if we are the head and not the tail, let us behave like heads. Hallelujah. Let us lead the process. Hallelujah. I set myself free. And from that day onwards, my life has never been the same. Harboring unforgiveness is not even healthy for us, Bazalwan. I pray in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, help us. Help all those that are listening. Take them to places of unforgiveness. May the Spirit help you. Spirit of the Lord help you right now to forgive those people. Release them. Release them. Hallelujah. Sometimes, yes, you don't have to go to the people and say, forgive me. For those that we have offended, because we are not perfect. There are people that we also have offended. May God help us. For them, wherever that they are, to to release us, to forgive us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We're doing things different now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. The day of forgiveness, the day of releasing those who have had us, those who have disappointed us. We are releasing them in the name of Jesus. We are setting them free. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. And thank you, Lord, that we are also set free for all those that we have had, we have disappointed, for all those that we have offended in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for freedom. We thank you, Jesus, that you have set us free. You have nailed unforgiveness on the cross of Calvary. That's where you have left it. So we are not removing it from Calvary and bring it, bringing it in our lives. No. 
Let it, let it remain nailed on the cross of Calvary. We cannot be used for unforgiveness in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for freedom in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. We love you. We worship you, the King of glory, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this message has helped you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Shalom. Uh, Greetings in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Sylvester speaking. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank God for this is another day. We bless God for new mercies, for the favor, for the grace that is upon our lives. I'm sharing the word of God uh, with you this morning. Uh, titled uh, Overcoming an Offense How to Overcome an Offense Uh, The point of departure is you have to know what an offense is because you cannot overcome something that you don't know Uh, The definition of an offense is anything that makes you angry or upset or have feelings of envy or jealousy So when we say a person uh, is taking an offense, we mean that you become angry or upset by something that another person has said or done. So you can only recognize an offense in the ways that people are are saying, the way people speak, and the the very words that they choose and also in actions, how people act. Let us go to the Bible in the book of Luke 17, verse 1. And Jesus said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offense should come, but woe to him through him they do come. Let me read it again. Then Jesus said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offense should come, but who to him through whom they do come. May God bless the reading of his word. Spirit of the Lord, thank you. Speak, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. So an offense is nothing else but a trap that the devil uses to, to, to bring people into captivity. It's a tool. It's one of his most favorite tool that he uses to to bring people into captivity. The devil uses uh, uh, an offense to divide people. You know, a trap is something that um, uh, uh, I can say when you, those who remember used to catch uh, the birds, you put a trap, but you put something attractive, some food. You place some food uh, so that um, your, 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 whatever that you desire to catch can be, uh, uh, 
can be deceived and lured into going to 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 eat the food but in the meantime as they are eating the food then they are caught so you can also use a trap for 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 catch those who are fishing you know you put some food on the hook or on the net so that the fish can be uh, the food can attract the fish to us and then when they arrive there you catch it so this is how the devil also use a, a, a offense a, as a trap he wants to bring you into his uh, uh, kingdom his activity he wants to bring you into his claws but he has to do it he has to use a, 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 an offense a dividing tool if you look around you check around so many people are since offended neighbors are no longer talking to each other neighbors are hating each other there is siblings rivalry blood brothers and sisters they are killing each other they are not talking to each other anymore colleagues are no longer in good terms divorce courts are full of couples that are annulling their, their marriages daily companies are closing down churches are splitting because of one thing called an offense people are angered people get upset those we called best friends forever the bb the bfs bffs are no longer in good terms they are hating each other but there is one powerful statement jesus said it is impossible that an offense will not come jesus meant to say that you are going to experience offenses in your daily lives you are either going to be offended or you are going to offend people so but when i looked at the scripture i had you better know what it is you better know how it comes and you better know how to overcome it hallelujah so it's like when they can say it's going to be rain the whole year what does that mean does it mean life has to stop no this is just simply saying you have to sit down and make a plan on how you will deal with the rain because life cannot stop how you can uh, 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 deal with the rain so that you can progress in your your, your plans i mean you, you you have plans for for the whole year and uh, uh, something happens so this should also happen with what with an offense so you have to know who can offend you that is the second question we are going to read from psalm 55 verse 12 to 14 the bible says for it is not an enemy who reproaches me then i could bear it no is it one who hates me who has exalted himself against me then i could hide from him but it was you a man my equal my companion my acquaintance we took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of god 
in the throng. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your weight. This is the answer. The answer is in the scripture. Who are the people that I can offend you? This simply means these are the people close to you. People in and around you. Those are the ones that can offend you. And you get angry. You get upset. You you feel uh, uh, more pain. Because these are the people closer to your heart. People closer to you. Your spouse. Your siblings. Your children. Your friends. Your best friends. Your colleagues. The business partners. Neighbors. Your pastors. Your leaders. Your subordinates. If you look here, these are people very, very in your closest circle. Hallelujah. So basically for an offense uh, to be felt, it is when you are offended by people that are close to you. Their words, the way they speak to you, their actions. It cannot be people from far. It won't hurt you enough. You won't feel the pain. You won't get offended enough. You'll just say, ah, these people, they're not even uh, contributing to my life anyhow. But it has to be what? To be people that are close to you that can make you angry enough. That is why you sometimes hear offended people saying, after everything that I've done for them, you know, after all the favors that I've done for them, it becomes too painful because these people, these are the people that you love. These are the people that you've helped them out of big troubles. These are the people that you pray for them, you know, but they will offend you. And child of God, it gets very, very painful. Those that we go to church with, the people that we sit next to in the church, the people that you sing with in the church, the, sp- the people that you spend holidays with, you attend social functions with, you share offices with, the people that you confined in, you tell your deepest secrets. The people that you sleep next to. These are the people that will offend you and the offense will be felt with such great pain. And you become angry. You become upset. You feel a lot of pain. That is what an offense can do. Hallelujah. Then now question number three says,
Why does it bring so much pain? When I get offended by these people that are close to me. The reason is we have expectations from them. Like you can say I made a favor for them three months ago, two years ago. So you have expectations of them on how they should treat you back. It's like a payback. You you expect them. This is my daughter, this is my son, this is my husband. He has to make me happy. No. You've got greater expectations. You don't expect uh, for them to disappoint you, to hurt you, to reject you at some place. You don't really even expect no from them. You, you expect that now, if you go to them, you ask for a favor. They have to give it. And then if they don't, you get offended. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your teaching. So now, the closer the relationship, the more severe the offense. That is why it hurts so much when you are offended by your, 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 your BFF, your best friend forever. Hallelujah. Because the closer the relationship, the more severe, the more painful the offense. Because it is only, let me tell you this one thing, it is only those that you care about that can hurt you. The Bible says in Psalm 55, If it was somebody from far, you could bear it. But because it is you, a man my equal, my companion, and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God. That is why when an offense is coming from their direction, It brings so much frustration, so much disappointment, so much pain because you expect a certain uh, treatment from them. You expect to be treated specially from their side. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't you realize sometimes that the greatest hatred is among people who were once close? I hear they say there is a thin line, thin line between love and hatred. A thin line. You just cross the line to hatred from 
you know, a highest level of love. That is what an offense can do. So the higher the expectation, the higher the fall. That's why we get so hurt and disappointed. What do you think is taking married couple, the people who have vowed to be separated by death, the people who have declared that they are happily married, what do you think is tracking them to the divorce court? It's an offense. What do you think is contributing to, 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 to gender-based violence? It's an offense. What, what do you think is, is, is making, you know, a lover kill the other? Nothing but an offense. What do you think caused so much hatred between blood brothers and sisters? Nothing but an offense. And so on and so on. The devil is hiding himself in an offense. The main purpose to bring division, to divide people. A house divided shall not stand. Unity is power. So the first thing that the devil does, he divides people. When he wants to kill people, he divides them first. He knows once he has divided you, you are that side. He can tell you anything. Hallelujah. So, it's a trap. For the devil to bring you into his own. It's deception of the devil. Because when a person is deceived, he believes he is right even when he is not. You know, you find that now most people that are offended uh, justifies why they are offended. Justified, justify their offense. I am hurt, I've been disappointed. I have the right to be angry. Yes, you have the right to be angry. But then what? Hallelujah. So the devil covers, you know, the offense with pride. That is the other thing. That is why once there is an offense, there is division. And once people are divided, it is hard for them to come then back together because it is hard for them to forgive and over or overlook an offense and come back together. Because after that, you are offended. He can say anything to you. He brings pride. The devil fills you with pride. Because he knows with pride... He can uh, make you do anything. That is why the Bible says, God resists the proud. God resists the proud because he knows with pride you, are not, you cannot be easily convinced to forgive or to overlook an, an, an offense. And the Bible also says in the book of Proverbs, pride comes before a fall. When you see a man full of pride, 
Just know that their fall is just around the corner. Hallelujah. Pride keeps you from dealing with the truth. You know, pride makes you to want to justify your actions. Pride distorts your vision. That is why you see people, they were business partners. And once an offense comes, pride comes. They forget even the reason why they met. That is why married couples, they vowed on the altar that until death do them part. But when an offense comes in, it, it, you know, it brings pride. They, they, they drag each other to the divorce court. Now you can see that the vision has been distorted. They no longer see, they no longer see their, their, their grandchildren. They no longer, you know, see themselves aging together. They no longer care about, you know, the legacy that they vowed to build or leave. You know, it's now pride has come in through an offense. And now everything else, it's, it's, it's null and void now. Pride has hardens your heart. It dims the eyes of your understanding. Pride causes you to view yourself as a victim. And that is one of the main things that the devil is doing. That is why it's not easy to overcome an offense because you, you, you view yourself, you see yourself as a victim. Yes, I've been hurt. I've been wronged. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We worship you, Father. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, an offense is causing so much. Hallelujah. So what happens now when an offense is not dealt with at an early stage? What are the consequences? What are the results of an offense? Hallelujah. If we not deal with an offense, it will produce much more fruit of sin. It brings out bitterness. It brings out anger. It brings out resentment. These are the works of the flesh. Once you take an offense, you entertain it. You come out from the presence of the Lord. You come out from pleasing God. Because now it's about you me, myself, and I, and the flesh overcomes you. Because let us look at these two major categories of the people that are offended. And then I can give you an example from the Bible of people that were offended and that were overcome by the flesh and went to as far as killing people. Hallelujah. So now, 
there are two categories, major categories of people who are offended. Number one, there are those who have been treated unjustly. This, this happens in our daily lives. Some people are treated fairly and some are treated unfairly. So those who have, have been treated uh, unfairly, they, they, they get offended by such treatment. It is true. And then number two, there are those who believe they've been treated unjustly. These people, they believe with all their hearts that they've been wronged. And often their conclusions are drawn from even inaccurate information. Sometimes you might be sitting in an office. A person can come in the office and greet you and maybe you didn't hear them. They can greet you and pass and continue to mind their own business and you didn't hear them. And then some people will draw a conclusion from that event. They get offended and then tomorrow they don't they meet the the set that particular person and they don't greet them because they've drawn conclusions from inaccurate information. You know, you didn't the person greeted you, you didn't hear, and you draw a conclusion, you are offended. Because these are some of the people that that these are some of the things that divide people. Your neighbor didn't greet you yesterday. Maybe he was just talking on the phone and uh, rushing somewhere. He didn't even notice you. And then because you didn't uh, hear a hello, you got offended. Oh, tomorrow, now the neighbor is surprised. They greet you, you are not answering. Oh, my God. May God help us. Thank you, Lord. May God help us in our daily lives. Jesus said, it is impossible that it will not come. This teaching is for opening our eyes so that we cannot be overcome by such things. These are minor things. Yes, they are major ones, but some of these are minor things. But they can bring, you know, great division in the community, in families, in churches, in big companies. Because sometimes people draw conclusions from inaccurate information. They judge by assumption. Sometimes by appearance and hearsay. Oh my God. And then they take an offense. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let us read Matthew 24, verse 10. Matthew 24, verse 10. And many will be offended will betray one another and will hate one another. Many will be offended
betray one another and will hate one another. Verse 11, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. If you can look at this, this is a, a, a progression. This is a progression. You are first offended. That leads to betrayal. Betrayal leads to hatred. And when you are at that place, false prophets will rise up and deceive many. So this simply means after you've been offended, you betray and you hate. And when you are at that place, you can be deceived anyhow. Many false prophets will come. People can just come when they have seen that now you are no longer with your best friend. False prophets can come and say, you know, they can talk about how your best friend has gossiped about you 10 years back. Because when you are at that place, you are now open. You have opened a door for the devil to come and do and say anything with you. So the false prophets that the Bible is talking about here, it's also talking about many, many people can just come to increase the offense. They can lie to you about the person that you're offended to, you're offended about. Hallelujah. So this is now when an offense is not dealt with from an early stage. It, it grows, you know. If you don't deal it from the, the very early stage, it, it grows wings. It becomes betrayal. That is why when you see sometimes people that are betrayed in church, some of them, uh, junior pastors, sometimes that are offended at church, they, they, they leave the church. And then they begin to betray the previous ministry. They leave the church with a certain percentage of the members. They begin to hate. And they begin now. You find that now in their churches, they no longer preach the real gospel. They preach about the previous church. And that is not what God has called us to do to use our pulpit to preach about other pastors. The pulpit is plainly to preach the good news. Hallelujah. So this is just a progression of what an offense can do. You are business partners. You have started a business together. An offense comes in. You, you, you divide, you are divided, you separate, you start your own business. And some go to the extent of even stealing from the previous business. They steal clients. That is betrayal. 
Hallelujah. So when betrayal occurs, the relationship cannot be restored unless genuine repentance follow. Because betrayal leads to hatred with serious consequences. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to look in the Bible. The book of Genesis 4. Genesis 4, I want to speak here about sibling rivalry. Between Cain and Abel. Let me read uh, from verse 3 to verse 6. Genesis 4, verse 3, up to verse, verse 7. Yes. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. For Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fate. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Five. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Verse 6. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? Verse 7. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Verse 8. Now Cain talked with his brother Abel. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're talking about blood brothers here. Cain was offended. You know, it's so amazing because they were both given the same chance. And both did their best. I, I think according to Cain, whatever that he brought to God, he saw as best or he thought as best. And Abel did the same. But the Bible says... God did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Cain was offended because his younger brother's sacrifice was accepted by God and not his. The Bible says his countenance fell. That is one sign of, of, of jealousy. fell. He got jealous. He was offended, children of God. He couldn't deal with the offense. You know, he went from simple to the worst. He got offended. You can see he, f- he fed 
He fed their offense. He began to plan to kill his brother. Oh my God. This is when now an offense was not dealt with. Because if he dealt with the, 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 that offense, he canceled it from the beginning. He wouldn't have killed his younger brother. But it means he got offended. He got angry. That is why I said the minute the devil uh, 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 allow you to be offended and you don't do anything about it, it grows. It grows to, to betrayal. It grows to, to hatred. So much anger that even a person can kill the other. That is what Cain did. Thank you, Jesus. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh Father. Cain killed his brother because of a sacrifice. His sacrifice that was not accepted. We don't hear him. I mean, after God accepted his uh, Abel's sacrifice and not his, why didn't he go to his brother and say, congratulations, I'm happy about this for what God has done, but please help me. How did you do it? How did you do it that God accept your sacrifice better than mine. What is your secret? No, people don't do that. People uh, 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 got overpowered by, by jealousy, by envy. And they start to plot for your downfall. Instead of coming and say, what is your secret? How are you doing this? That is why if you see some people doing good, ask them. Ask them how they do it. They will help you. I don't think people can be so selfish. Yeah, some people do, but if you ask and humble yourself, they can help you instead of now plotting evil against certain people who are just doing their best. You know, some people just have the spirit of excellence. Everything they touch, you know, you just see excellence out of it. And then if yours is not like that, ask how they do it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. So that, you know, the result of an offended that is not dealt with, it can lead for people to kill one another. It can lead to murder. Yes. You can see what happened as well with Joseph and his brothers. They got offended because he had a dream. They got offended because his, their father loved him more than them. He gave him a special coat. He designed for him a special coat. They got offended. They started uh, plotting against him. 
They called him a, 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 a dreamer. When he was coming from far, they will say, there comes a dreamer. They started to plot to kill him. But Reuben said, no, let's not kill him. We rather, we rather, let's not his blood, blood become uh, uh, from our hands. Then eventually they sold him. That's what an offense can do. Can you see there was so much plot? There were so many meetings about Joseph. Because of they took an offense. Oh my God. The meeting was not to say, how do we approach him? How to, 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 to say to him, help us. We want to be like you. We, we desire, we like what you are doing. We are inspired about what you are doing. No, the meetings were forever. Can we kill him? No, can we kill him? We shouldn't kill him. Can we throw him in the pit? No. Can, can we sell him? Can you see the meeting was forever? But eventually, they agreed to sell him. So uh, 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 an offense can lead to people selling you. Your, 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 your siblings, eh? <laughs> this is, you can see sibling rivalry at its best. They sold him to, you know, they didn't want to see him anymore. Oh my God. They didn't want to see him anymore. His side was offending them as well. They said, let's do away with him. They sold him. Little did they know that selling him was taking him closer to his destiny. Selling him was taking him to, to fulfill God's purpose about his life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What happened with Saul and David? I want us to read this one. First Samuel 18. From verse 6. First Samuel 18 from verse 6. Now it had happened as they were coming home when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistine and that the women had come out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy and with musical instrument. So the women sang and they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousand and David his ten thousand. Then Saul was very angry and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David 10,000 and to me they have ascribed only 1,000. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. And it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from God came upon Saul. And he prophesied inside the house. So David played music with his hand and as the other times. But there was a spear in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the spear for he said, I will pin David to the wall. But David escaped his presence twice. 
Thank you, Lord, for your word. An offense that is not dealt. We see now. Saul is plotting David's death now. Because of what the women has said. He was offended. Verse 7. So the women sang and they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousand and David is ten thousand. He was offended by why they, they, they sing about David that he slain ten thousand. He 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 sees like now uh, David is is gaining popularity. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. David was was awarded the ten thousand and him one thousand, and he is the king at that particular time. But it's like now uh, that is not receiving the glory that is expecting from his own people. The people are focusing on young David. And he got offended. And you know what? You can continue to read the whole chapter. He plot. He plotted. That David should be, should be killed. He went to the extent of even giving David his daughter as a wife. Not with the aim of a good marriage. Not with the aim because he, he loves his daughter so much he wants him to be married. But with the aim of killing David. How dangerous. How can a man plot such a thing? Even went to the extent of using his own daughter. For his own selfish ambitions. Because he was offended. An offense that is not dealt with can lead to betrayal. People can sell you. People can kill you. Look what happened to to Joseph in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife wanted to lay with him. But because he was a God-fearing young man, he refused. But Potiphar's wife lied about it. She, she, she knew very well that uh, Joseph did not sleep with him. But she cried unto her husband. And, 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 and Joseph was taken to jail. Lies! People can lie about you. People can spread malice about you. Because of an offense. May God help us. As I teach now, may this teaching open your spiritual senses. May this teaching help you to see where you have been offended. May this teaching, may the spirit of the Lord take you to a place of where you have been offended so that we can fix things. We cannot allow ourselves to be offended and allow the offense to play with us. We cannot allow the devil to use his traps and his tools 
to, to, to make us offend us. We cannot allow the devil to divide the church. We cannot allow the devil to divide our families. We cannot allow the devil to divide our, com- our communities. We are going back to the drawing board, the places where we were last offended. We are fixing things in the name of Jesus. May the spirit of the last of the Lord take us to the places where we've been offended. May God open our spiritual eyes to see where we've been offended because we are changing the agenda today. We are changing. We are moving from being offended. We are overcoming an offense of today in the name of Jesus. We cannot be allowed to be used by the devil. We call ourselves children of God. We call ourselves the sons of God. We cannot allow the devil to use us. Today we are moving forward. We are changing the agenda. We are renewing our minds. The word of God has come. Jesus said it will come. As it will come daily, we have to be above it. We have to overcome it in the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord for helping us. Today that we know what an offense is. It cannot play with us anymore because knowledge has come. Knowledge has come. We know now about it. It will not take us to do sinful acts. It will not take us to be overcome by by, by, by the, the, the desires of the flesh. Now we know it. We are nailing it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you have helped us. We know it in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, this is uh, part one. I will continue with part two tomorrow where we'll be dealing with the solution. I want to look, it's a long teaching. I just want to look at the solutions alone. So tomorrow we continue with the solution. How how can you overcome this? How, how, what, what strategies can you use to deal with the offense at the various at the very earliest stage, so that it does not grow to betrayal, to hatred, to, 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 to want you to, to murder people, to want you to sell people, to want you to lie about people. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Shalom.